Hello and welcome to Rose Ed, the Definitive Soccer Podcast. Um, your one-stop shop for all your football news. It's me, Joe Forrester, of course, here as always with Hannah East. You're right, Hannah? Shabba. You've got a new light, haven't you? I have, yeah. Got a new ring. Um, it's lighting up my face. So I look a bit more psychotic than usual, apparently. And we're here with Mike as well, the human game of guess who. He looks different every single week. You're right, mate. Bonjour and are you on the run or something? Because you've got so many good guys. <laughs> different identities are going to come with a different uh, introduction as well. But I only know about five languages. So I'd say hello, so I will struggle eventually. And like a different location, different room every time, different hairstyle. Yeah. yeah. You're onto something, Joe. Can I also just say, right, lighting is an issue in this episode, right? Because Hannah's got a new light. She looks great. Mike looks great. He always looks great. Uh, if you are watching the video, I sort of look like a waxen reanimated corpse. And that's because <laughs> I'm in a hotel room in Manchester. I couldn't work out to put the lights. These two had to watch me walk around and turn off the lights and turn on the lights and stuff. I've now got it, but I've got such a shiny face. It's made me go real grey. So, Especially because last week you were so sun-kissed because you've been on a vibrating sunbed and then this week you look like a corpse. In reality, I still am quite sun-kissed, but then I got all upset because Mike said my hotel room was small. Suggesting <laughs> you're doing a really terrible job in Manchester and you're like, no, it's nice. I like this room more than my mum. It's like trying to convince yourself that it's really nice. Um it's dead nice. I mean, this look, don't worry about it, all right? Don't worry about it. Um, right, it's been a massive, massive week in football, of course. Um, there is only one place to start. Brian Gill makes his debut for... No, I'm joking. I'm joking, <laughs> of course. Um, Leo Messi's gone to PSG. Hannah, can you believe it? Well, I, f- I feel like you really need to explain this whole situation and the financial side of things because it's it was a bit confusing and I genuinely got confused, which is quite an easy thing for me to do, but... Explain it. (laughs) Right. So Leo Messi has been at Barcelona for 21 years and they tried to renew his contract. Obviously, he's been a free agent since his contract ran out uh, this summer, didn't it, Mike? So there was six months to run on it after January. Ran out this summer. Nobody ever thought he was going to leave. Obviously, he's part and parcel of Barcelona. He agreed to cut his wages by 50%, which is the most allowable by Spanish law. However that still wasn't enough for Barcelona to be able to register him. Now, the issue that Barcelona have is that according to La Liga, clubs in the Spanish top flight aren't allowed to spend more than 70% of their income on a player's on uh, players' wages. And that's fine if you're in the Premier League where you have this Megabucks TV deal or your PSG who have money from an oil-rich Middle Eastern state behind you. But if you're like Barcelona, Real Madrid, and you're trying to fund it through the traditional means of making money as a football club, even though they are a super rich football club anyway, they quite simply don't have enough money to pay the wages of the players they even have. So some of the players at the club currently are potentially not going to be able to be registered for the new season. So they're going to have players under contract that sat on the bench because legally they're not allowed to play. Now, obviously, the question's got to be how Barcelona let things get this far. And I suppose, Mike, like obviously that's that's one aspect to it, isn't it? But it's just so weird seeing Messi being unveiled as a signing. Yeah, it looks really horrible, didn't it? See him in the in the PSG shirt. I was just convinced sure. he was going to be a, a one club man, and it's really sad that it's got to the, like he was crying in his uh, exit. Uh, was that like was that when conference. he was on the private jet or <laughs> no? Oh, I mean, oh. it was so sad. He was just really emotional in his private jet. <laughs> no, the only the, the only difficult part was that obviously he he actually admitted that 
last year he did want to leave. And I think that was evident. Like there was a lot of rumors linking him with an exit. And he did admit, he was like, last year I wanted to leave, but this year I, I, I would want to stay. Like the fact he was going to take a 50% pay cut is quite a lot. I know he yeah. does earn an obscene amount, but yeah, he was tearing up and it was sad. And he's just gone to the antithesis of football, which is PSG, which like from a from Barcelona as well, which is like the family club. Like that's that's literally their, their motto, isn't it? So yeah, sad. Yeah, I mean... I would say that I suppose all big football clubs are evil to one extent or another, but because, and I include Tottenham in that, because they're, they're, they're all a money-making machine these days. That being said, PSG and Man City are particularly evil. So, I mean, one <laughs> thing is, and I'm happy to say this, you guys don't have to, when you are funded by states that have uh, not just questionable, but um, records in human rights that directly violate the UN convention then I personally think that's pretty immoral um Mike what's that sound (laughs) (laughs) is there a werewolf in your house I'm so sorry that that is my neighbor's dog who just goes absolutely mental when he's going for a walk um, he's clearly um, very upset about Lionel Messi. No, he's a PSG PSG. fan. So as soon as I started slapping <laughs> <Yeah>. him up, <laughs> absolutely mental. But like, I and I think also there's another issue here that City and PSG in particular have inflated wages so much that and what is possible to spend on a player so much that other clubs are paying catch up. Now I know what Barcelona have done is really stupid to mismanage their club like that and to get into. I mean, I think it's somewhere in the region of 450 million euros in debt. I've read elsewhere it's a billion euros, basically whatever it is, they can't service it. And how did that even happen though? So essentially borrowing money and spending that on players' wages and not making it back. And that was all fine because that none of that is in contravention of UEFA financial fair play, which is just laughable and non-existent. But the Spanish league, to be fair, said we can't have people getting into a billion euros of debt because what about when you go bankrupt? What's that going to do to the economy? What's that going to do to people's lives, people's jobs, all that sort of thing? And now the Spanish clubs like Madrid and Barcelona have tried to keep up. They just don't have the financial wherewithal and they're in horrible, horrible financial trouble. And there's a real chance that Barcelona could sink down La Liga and take 15, 20 years to get back to where they were because of financial oh mismanagement. Can you imagine if that actually happens? That would be a disaster. Well, do you know what? It's not a million miles away from what the Glazers did at Manchester United. and But the difference is we don't have laws in this country. The Premier League haven't enforced laws. And that's not having to go at Manchester United. It's the same with all big clubs. Inter yeah. Milan, for example, in Italy, uh, having a fire sale of their biggest players. They told Lukaku they wouldn't sell him. Now he's been sold. And they're about to, I can't remember, so they're owned by a Chinese company who borrowed money from an American bank. They're about to default on their loan repayments to the American bank, at which point the American bank repossess the football club. So you have one of the biggest football clubs in the world. It's like when you get your, when the bailiffs turn up and take your house, except they're taking into Milan. It's this, this, like the financial situation is crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And is this, is this COVID? Is this COVID related with, without having people in stadiums and the purchasing of of shirts and, and tickets and stuff? Or is this just been a slow decline for the last few years? Well, it hit the Spanish clubs a lot harder because they, they don't have a TV deal that's anywhere near as good as in England yeah. so or the UK. So our TV deal is very, very good, which is what makes our league so financially strong. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're Man City, PSG, you're never going to run out of money anyway. Um, other monster clubs, I suppose you've got Bayern Munich, are very well run. 
But the Spanish clubs, as soon as they lost a little bit of income and a little bit of TV revenue because their TV deal was pulled, obviously, when there was nothing on telly yeah. um, or the broadcasters wanted the money back, then suddenly, if you're kind of living that hand-to-mouth existence, suddenly it's all gone. And, and Mike, it's a, it's a bit of a disaster, isn't it? It is, but I think this is why they were so hell-bent on pushing through the Super League because they just knew it was going to be a huge money-making yeah. venture and they desperately needed it. I think that's why... What is there, three clubs left now? Barcelona, Real Madrid and Juventus, I think, yep. that, that are still sort of involved. PSG don't need it. Um, but so, yeah, it just shows you how literally desperate they are to, to like, get claw back. Because I, I can see them, like, you know, I'm not going to go into, like, fall out of the realm of football, but I could see them dropping down, like, eventually. Because you you got Barcelona, um, they, like, somehow they convinced Aguero and Memphis Depay to, to join but apparently Aguero is now out for 10 weeks of a calf injury or something um yeah. Mem- Memphis Depay not sure if they're gonna be able to register him it's just an absolute mess like and they they thought they were following Leo Messi to um to Barcelona and now now he's gone and he's he's at PSG it's just like for, for me um you know the best footballer ever I think in my opinion some people may say Ronaldo yeah, I think it's Messi okay yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, carry on. It's, it's Roberto Soldado, actually. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, for, for him to end his career, his illustrious career, I think, what is it, five yeah. Champions Leagues, countless mm. La Ligas, uh, finally got his international medal as well at the Copa America. For him to end it by going to a team like PSG, where they've got a front three of Mbappe, Neymar and Messi now, it just seems like it should be illegal. It feels very wrong on so many levels. So Hannah, why why has he gone then? Do you think he's thinking, because if he really can, it's like you sort of, sort of said earlier, like, oh, what was he crying on the private jet? Yeah. And it's kind of like, if he Brilliant really pounds cared away, that much, yeah. we'd go back to Argentina, right? Go and play for Newells, who he said he'd always play for his old club. Do you think he's gone because he's thought, oh, they've got these amazing players and I want to go and win the Champions League? I, well, I think if, if you're that passionate about football and it's about it's about getting medals and like, I mean, I, I totally understand what you're saying, Mike. It is a real shame that this is like towards the end of his career. Would he not have been better to turn around and say, do you know what? I've, I've had the most amazing time at, at Barcelona. I am Barcelona through and through. Um, if I can't be with Barcelona, then I'm not going to play football. Like, would you know, would should he have maybe done that? Do you, do you agree or not? Or continue just- playing? If you want to keep playing, yeah, but like I just think don't stay in. I don't know. It's hard. Could he not it? have just said don't pay me then and I'll stay, or could he not have done that? I don't think they're allowed. So you're the right. So maybe that was something he wanted to do. He may he yeah, may have maybe. suggested that. Like, listen, I'll keep playing and um, and I won't take a wage for a year or two years. Well, I know Spanish law means the biggest wage decrease that can be taken by an employee is fifty percent. Oh, okay. So, so then that's it. it I don't just think it would be possible. But yeah, like right. like Joe says, he could have gone back to Argentina, could have come to yeah. Arsenal. You know, there's so many like Man United. There's, there's there's so many things he could have done that that would have been better than than PSG. Like it just feels a bit soulless to me. Like as, yeah. as Joe said, like they are apparently above FFP rules. Like it just doesn't apply to them. Um, while it does apply to like every what seemingly like every other big club. Um, so it's just really disappointing. Um, and yeah, I would have loved to see him in, in the Premier League, don't get me wrong. But if equally, if he went back to Argentina, I don't think anyone could have said anything. But probably from him, his perspective, he's thinking, you know, um, Messi can play for another five, six, seven, eight years because of the player he is. He doesn't rely on pace. He's just 
you know, play him anywhere. He could literally play anywhere on, on the pitch. So and a million yeah. pounds a week he's he'll be getting paid, won't he? Wow. That's good. That's almost what we get Not to bad. do the pod. I know. Yeah, I mean <laughs> PSG have signed Hakimi as well, one out and Ramos, Donnarumma. Obviously going to be looking pretty good next year. Mike, can I just flag up one piece of news that I only came across today? I don't know when this happened. When did this happen, right? Patrick Vieira is the manager of Crystal Palace. Yeah, yes. He is. What? Yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? To go from Roy Hodgson to Patrick Vieira. I'm not sure, again, like as many the Arsenal legends, um, like we spoke about Tira only last week. I don't think he's a very good manager. He was sacked at Nice. Uh, he managed yeah. New York City FC. Um, and I don't really know how he's got the job. He must have been too good. I'm not sure. Right. Anyway, new Premier League season is getting underway this weekend. Mike Brentford, Arsenal. That's a good. That's a good curtain raiser, isn't it? On Friday the 13th. How do you think you'll get on? Um, I'm not very confident. You know, I feel like you want to avoid a newly promoted team on the first day of the mm. season because yeah. you don't really know much about them. Brentford obviously never been in the Premier League, and um, they're they're going to be a, a tough prospect. I think they play good football. They've they've got a decent manager. Um, they've got a really good informed striker in in Tony. So I feel like they could be a difficult proposition. You'd expect Arsenal to win, but I mean, you know, it's Arsenal. That Arsenal will Arsenal. So I won't be surprised if they mess it up and get a draw or something. And Hannah, United Leeds, got Leeds. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. Leeds, Leeds, yeah. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. Can't even rivalry. go to the first. Can't even go to the first uh, home game of the season, can I? Why? Why? Because I, I can't go. So these oh. these two. <laughs> I can't just can't go. There's going to be a reason there. <laughs> no, that's it. I just I just have to parent. Um, so I can't oh. go. My cousin's going instead. Um, but yeah, Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. Go on, Joe. Do your accent. Lease, lease, lease. Oh, mate, Anna, it's been, do you know what? It's been a bloody long time since we've played you, but we still care just as much, let me tell you. So you, passionate about Leeds. Do you, because obviously, Hannah, you're from uh, North Allerton. Yeah. Uh, which is, for anybody who doesn't know, it's in Yorkshire, it's God's own country. Uh, <laughs> but do you, do you care as a United fan as much as they care as Leeds fans? Um, so, no, I mean, Leeds fans are like animals, aren't they? They're like very <laughs> passionate, very passionate, very aggressively passionate. Mm. Um, yeah, I've been to a few like boxing matches in Leeds, very passionate. Uh, and yeah, uh, United Leeds, it's just, uh, oh, it's, there's a lot of rivalry there, isn't there? So a lot of passion. But being from, being Northern myself, I can't slag them off too much. But yeah. Well, Hannah, are you willing to go on record and say that Leeds fans are subhuman scum? Um, no, I did not say that. That's basically what you said. Yeah, like aggressive animals. That's not. I'm not calling them scum. I'm actually from. Yeah, I'm North Yorkshire through and through, really, aren't I? So, um, yeah, stop making me say things that I shouldn't. <laughs> but that's honestly, if we if we were rolling on this pod like before we broadcast, then <laughs> Anna, your your career would be over, as would all. Of us. <laughs> But like, so, so when like when that game happens though, is that like yeah. that's a massive? Di- I mean, I've been in Leeds to be fair. Like, but not when Leeds United were in the Premier League. I was there when they played Millwall in the Championship, and that was one of the most frightening days of my life. Walked past Leeds Station, and I heard an unearthly din and like a metallic rattling. There was about fifty police who'd locked all the Millwall fans under the station behind a steel grill, and all no. the Leeds fans were trying to get to them. And I was like, "Oh, I'm just a Tottenham fan looking for a pub to watch it." <laughs> Where's the tapas? Where's the tapas around here? <laughs> absolutely terrifying. But now they're in the Premier League and they're decent. I mean, yeah. Do you fancy yourselves against Leeds on the first day of the season? Well, I don't. I don't judge the first 
two, three matches. I mean, it's it can be it's anyone's game, isn't it? Um, anyone that's been promoted, whatever. It's just see how we get see how we get on. Give it three or four games, get into the swing of the season, and and see what happens. But I think it'll be a good match on Saturday. I'm looking forward to like at least She's watching. sitting on the fence. She's Always sitting, sitting on, the, on fence. the fence. I'm just not. I'm not the sort of person. I don't. I don't get into the whole rivalry situation, and I never will. It's not for me. It's about watching good football. So. Like I'll happily say I like watching Everton, I like watching Liverpool and I like Jurgen Klopp where, you know, people would really fundamentally disagree with that and statement. You support Lionel Messi as well. And, <laughs> and a season ticket holder. But it's, you know, it is what it is. It's football at the end of the day. It's a good game to watch. Is what that a good you? enough answer? <laughs> what, about, what about you, Mike? It, for me, it's about the hate. I support Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. I don't like club football. <laughs> genuinely someone said that to me before and I nearly had a heart attack they were like no I don't watch club football I support Messi so I wonder actually if he's going to be supporting PSG that that man we get that with a lot of young people I've noticed um I used to do a a show for a popular online football platform called Goal and um all the um total losers who used to watch it would basically just argue in the comments about who was better Neymar Messi or Ronaldo it's like we're talking about Palace Watford what are you doing what are you about Troy Deeney's penalty technique um but Mike obviously big game on Sunday City Spurs com- comfortable comfortable run out for the North London side I reckon 2-3-0 victory <laughs> um I think Spurs will get battered personally yeah, um, it's gonna be and mauling. Yeah, it will. It'll be interesting to see if, if Kane plays or not. I think there's there's been a bit little bit of debate about whether he will feature, but it'll be interesting because that's against the team that he wants to go to. So what does he do? I don't think he would in the course of a normal season, would he play though? Because he's only been back in training for like five days after coming back from the Europe. So, yeah. like, so surely he's not fit. But in the context of this, journalists and people will jump on it, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, Hannah, he's a professional, isn't he? If he's called upon to play, he'll play and he'll try his hardest. Yeah, of course he will. And, and you know, we are forgetting he's an unbelievable player. It's not just like, oh, he hasn't been training. He hasn't done this. This is a guy you're going to get 25, 30 goals out of season. Um, of course, they're going to want him to play. They're going to encourage and make sure that he does play. Otherwise, you know, potentially Spurs are going to get absolutely battered. And you don't need that for the first game of the season, mm. especially all the scrutiny he's been under, uh, the whole situation with City in the first place of him being linked to, to City. It, Spurs don't need that. They don't need the ag for this season. And Spurs might surprise them. You don't know. No, I mean, there's fence sitting at this fence sitting. We're going to get absolutely pumped. <laughs> what do you think as a, as a Spurs fan about his um, explanation, Joe? Because I know it was a bit wishy-washy. Like it was a bit open to interpretation. He said there was some there were some things that he couldn't discuss. Like, what is he referring to, do you think? Hang on, are we talking about his explanation where he explicitly said, I've not avoided training, I had to quarantine after coming back from holiday and I wasn't allowed at the training ground? Yeah, but why, that, did, he, yeah, but why did he say that there, that was some, that there were some situations that I, that I can't talk about or, or something like that? What, what yeah. does that mean? Presumably talking about negotiations between the clubs, but I mean, what he's saying is he didn't ditch training, which I, for one, believe. I mean, he's, you he's <laughs> what is nothing I can say. <laughs> he's getting spoon fed. This, these you're just waiting. I can see it in your little face. You're just waiting for me to stop so you can say something else. Me? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I just, I, I just found that. Yeah. The, he gives a reasonable explanation, whether it's true or not. I, I guess we'll never know. But I mean, that, that little, that little tidbit where he says there's, there's some things I can't discuss. I, I wonder what he's actually talking about. Yeah. Because, 
it, is, it's, more it's, to it's it. pretty yeah. it's pretty evident that he wanted to leave so it would make sense that that he would mistrade it if, if he wanted to force that through it like it doesn't make sense how he's gone from speaking openly to the media about saying you know I, I would be open to going and then suddenly it's like you know my my loyalty to Spurs has never been questioned well it already has a little bit so yeah, it just seems totally. strange yeah, I think the thing that undermines him is obviously he said earlier in the me- earlier in the year that he's ready for a new challenge. Yeah. And I think what he didn't expect to happen was he came back from holiday, had to quarantine, couldn't go back to training. And what, for some bizarre reason, didn't expect to happen was that this would blow up as a huge story about him ditching training and stuff. I think part of the problem he has is that his brother is his representative, which I don't know about you. Like, Hannah, would you you've got a brother. Would you let him be your agent? Um, well, it depends the type of personality, doesn't it? And and if they've got your best interests and if they're money like orientated as well, depending on, you know, if you're trying to push a deal through to get more money or if you're actually looking at the focus of somebody being passionate about a club and wanting to stay uh, and sort of build a legacy there. Um, but yeah, prob- I probably wouldn't, if I'm honest. If it was- <laughs> my auntie keeps asking if she can be my agent. <laughs> I think she's seen too many films because she thinks it's just like she because she gets into it. She's she's like, I'll go in and negotiate for you. I won't take no for an answer. I'll tell them you're the package. <laughs> just like, That's like, great. Yeah. Wait, Joe, we have to talk about. Can we talk? What was that device that you had to put your fingers in live on TV? Yeah. Has she seen that? Has she seen that clip? Can well, you just explain about that? Because that is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Can I just say firstly, I think she probably she's probably aware of the device because I was once at her house. Oh my God. And I was just like, something like, I was like, oh, I need some moisturizer. I need some hairspray. And she was like, oh yeah, upstairs. You need um, some moisturizer or some hairspray. Joe Forrester. Oh, sorry. I was looking for my, um, I was looking for my knuckle duster and my Stella. For your <laughs> So she was just like, oh, yeah, upstairs in the dresser in, in my bedroom. I was halfway up the stairs and I heard like, as she ran and she went, not the top drawer. <laughs> like, Jesus, what's in the top drawer? <laughs> oh, my God. So, Auntie Beth, there you go. Um, the finger so blast of feet, once... 3,000 she stumbled across. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> He knows the name of it, though, doesn't he? Of course he does. So I was once hosting a show for um, My Voucher Codes, which is sort of like a knockoff Groupon thing here in the UK. I don't know if they're in America as well. And I had to do like, film it for like seven or eight hours, and I had to do like 10 live half an hour shows. It'd be like, oh, win a ride in a hot air balloon, win some Disney prizes, win some Apple stuff. And then at like 8.30, the lights in the studio went down, a bit like the lighting in this room now. And the lights in the studio went down, and I was just like, right, ladies and gentlemen, put the kids to bed because it's time for Bondara. And Bondara makes sexy adult aids. One of the things I had to display on there is called a flashlight. A flashlight, if you haven't seen it, is where it's like a cylinder. So it's kind of in the shape of a, in the shape of a flashlight um, or a torch in the UK. It's see-through. And inside it's got like a gelatinous golden material, which when you kind of look at it directly in, in the eye, I suppose, for want of a better term, um, there's it, it, it replicates um, female... Uh, Anatomy, genitalia. Parts, yeah, bits. And I was asked on air by the lady who was on there to sell it um, whether... <laughs> um, 
if if I wanted to try it. So I put my finger in on air. Not with uh, your actual winky. She didn't ask you to put your winky in it live on air. She asked you to use your fingers. No, they'd have had to really zoom in if I could use a little corporal. Um, so, so I pop I pop my finger in. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the video online as well. Um, I pop my finger in, and um, I think the thing that's quite hard is the director's screaming in my ear, just like do it, do it. And also what what I didn't expect was it feels not just slightly, completely real. So your oh, brain, really? you're looking at it and your brain is going, I'm putting my, <laughs> look at this on the video. I'm putting my <laughs> finger into a fle- into a flashlight, but your brain is going, ooh. <laughs> well, Marjorie, why don't we get a drink? <laughs> like, so um, yeah, I am going to put that video out as well. So it was, um, it was just so, so delicate though, wasn't it? The, the way he yeah. did it, it was like, it was like yeah. caressing. I it was almost we, like the first time you'd seen it and you were like... Well, also, because Hannah's obviously going in with two fingers there. I just went yes. in with one. Yeah, the middle the, as well, which is an odd choice. Well, the thing is, that's always kind of been my um, go-to finger. So that... <laughs> Thanks for that, Joe. But it's just, it's, it, was your, um, it was your face at the beginning where she's like, the lady was really professional. And obviously she's sell. I mean, a lot of people must buy these toys and play with them and... and stuff but it was the way she was so she was so like give it a go and you were at the beginning you're like okay and then you go in with the middle finger but you looked like you were really enjoying your job at that moment well I think the bit that as well that I really really wish everyone had seen is after me she came up to me and she went oh no I forgot to say it's dishwasher safe (laughs) (laughs) oh if you're can I just say if you're getting your fleshlight out of the dishwasher, your life's gone so wrong. Oh. Just like, oh. and I always thought that. I always thought like, I don't mind the idea of it because why not? But like, if if you sort of caught sight of yourself in the mirror, you should be like, what are you doing? Like this wasn't, it wasn't meant to end like this, mate. <laughs> How do you clean those out though? Well, I my friend actually, when I told my friend Lottie about this, she told me um, about her friend who'd used one and then forgot to clean it out. And then went to use it again and actually injured himself because it dried. So it's quite. How did he injure himself? Well, because it all dried inside and it was quite jagged. So he cut his winky on it. So basically, what I'm going to have to bleep this bit out, but basically, his his (laughs) had dried and he (laughs) it and then he cut his. (laughs) Three bleeps there. (laughs) Why do I have to imagine that now? Oh, God. Um,. Right, so <laughs> there we go. So that's that's that. Um, speaking of, actually, have you has anyone seen the story in the papers about um, the old man who got the Jack Grealish haircut? Yes, and um, said that it, he was getting lucky, but now he's had a haircut. He's um, he's back to self service <laughs> with, with his flashlight. That's. I mean, Hannah, like you're a woman. I'm going to make you speak for all women. Kind. I am. I am a woman. Yeah. If a 75-year-old walked in, he thought, oh, I'm not really up for Jerry, but he does have hair like Jack Grealish. Would that swing it for you? Like, can he be, can that be true? I mean, there are some women that are way more obsessed with Jack Grealish than I I actually realised. And Instagram, there's loads of women putting stories of Jack Grealish, of pictures of his crotch area. You know, he's got his headband oh. in with his, his, his kind of Aaron Carter-style curtain-esque sort of thing. Um, there's a lot of women that really like him. And I think that if a man that looked resembled him a little bit was up for it, whether he's 70 or not, I think he might be getting lucky. 
what? How do you know it's Jack Grealish's crotch? Like, I mean, did they? Oh, because like... people are like zooming in on him and stuff. Like, oh yeah, I'd love to marry him. But they're like, you know, when he's sitting down and zooming in on his his crotch area. It's real objectification. That see, it, go, it cuts both ways, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, like? <laughs> it does. I mean, Absolutely. I don't condone that. It's really, really bad. But it's a really lot of my bad. friends. Yeah, a lot of my friends do it. Yeah, just forget the last five, six minutes where we talked about <laughs> masturbating into a tube. And we just apart from that, we don't condone that sort of behaviour. Right, yeah. quickly, should we do um should we do our Premier League predictions? Let's do it. Right, Mike. Now be right, I'm just gonna say now before we start, be sensible. Because I know what you wanna say, but just be sensible. Right, let us see it. Can you see it in his face? He can barely hold on to it. Who's gonna win the league, Mike? Not Spurs. Well, yeah, correct. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, Chelsea will win the league. Yeah, I sort of agree. Oh. I think. Yeah, Hannah? Yeah. Oh, I, I think City are going to not only win, I think they're going to smash the uh, the points this year. They're going to they're gonna wow. violate the league. Yeah. Wow. I don't know, I think like Joe will... violated that toy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, who do you think is going to be in the top four, Mike? So, obviously... Um, Chelsea to win it. Mm. Um, I'm saying Man City, uh, Man United, and oh, the fourth is really tough. I'm yeah. just going to be boring and, and say Liverpool, but it could be a surprise. It could be like a, a Leicester this year, but I'm going to I'm going to be boring and say Liverpool. Hannah. That's what I'd had in a different order. I was toying between Liverpool, Leicester, and I think I'd, I'd stick safe and go Liverpool. I think they're, they're going to have to come back strong this year. City, United, Spurs. And I, gen, I genuinely no, believe be, that. Be, be serious. This is a serious, serious podcast. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is yeah. really serious. Yeah. We're just, yeah, talking about sex this toys for 10 minutes. This is the most offensive thing that you've said, and you've said a lot of offensive things. <laughs> I think we've got a chance. I think we hold on to Kane. I think Martinez comes in. I think we've got a chance. I'm just saying. Uh, well, that's not happening. So, all right. I'm I'm just saying. Uh, Mike, who's going down? This is another tough one. I'm going to go for a couple of the newly promoted sides because I just don't think they've got enough about them. Um, I'm going to say Norwich and Brentford. Oh. I know, unfortunately. And then I think Southampton are in big trouble, you know. I think that they're getting rid of a lot of their... Um, their best players. Danny Ings has gone. Looks like Yannick Vestergaard is going as well. I think they'll be in real trouble. And they've been on the end of some hidings, haven't they, last season? So, yeah, I think Southampton. Hannah, what do you reckon? Watford. Yeah. Ooh. I've yeah. Got we don't Watford. like Watford, do we? They're not really yeah, a likeable club. I think, I think it might, might not be for them. I reckon, yeah, Watford. I'd say Southampton as well. And I think it could be Newcastle's year. Oh, really? Lux some big guns going down there. I mean, I love I love Norwich because someone who Hannah and I both know from North Allerton, little Matt Carlton, he's a Norwich <laughs> City fan. So Shout out. Um, and I just, I love Brentford. I've always, always loved Brentford and I'd love them to play well and stay in the Premier League, just like Leeds have done, except without being as abjectly dislikable as Leeds. Um, which player do you think we're going to be loving by the end of the season, Mike? I think it's going to be Jack. Jack Grealish. Yeah. Do you? I, I really do. I feel like this is his big move. And like a lot of people have said, oh, he's not really worth 100 million and can't get into the England team. And, you know, he's never made an appearance in a European competition. But I feel like under the right sort of coaching, he's he's going to be the standout player. I'm backing him for player of the season, definitely. Tano, who do you reckon is going to be player of the season? Well, I'd put Fernandez or De Bruyne 
Um, every time I, I put this. If, every time I put De Bruyne in my um, fantasy football team, he gets injured or he does terribly. So when I I kind of edge my bets on him, uh, he doesn't doesn't play that well. But I think it might be his season. Would well, you know what? And it pains me to say. I think in terms of who the players who might not necessarily play the season, but might perform and surprise us, Jadon Sancho, and I just think Raphael Varane as well. I think that final centre back at Manchester United, ball playing centre back. I think we could be looking back on it and kind of like when everybody went mad over Virgil Van Dijk. I think mm-hmm. it could be the same thing. To be honest, um, do you do you feel a bit bitter, Joe, going into the season? I'm sensing like a bit of bitterness about like genuine bitterness about Spurs as a as a fan. Do you feel frustrated about the the new season with everything that's happened with Harry Kane? Because you, your team's around Harry Kane, so no, not because of that. I feel the last two years have really Spurs have pushed me really, really far. Like I first started watching football well going to Tottenham in the mid nineties when we had a terrible team. We're talking like Ramon Vega, Gary Doherty, Anthony Gardner, like absolutely appalling team. And I think I suffered a lot then, but now kind of having gotten good and then Levy blowing it so badly by Levy kind of blown it by obviously never spending any money, therefore allowing Pochettino to lose the dressing room, therefore sacking Pochettino, giving Mourinho the money anyway. Things get worse and yeah. we're no better off. Also, we furloughed all our staff first. Also, we were part of Project Big Picture. Also, we were part of the European Super League. I'm angry at my club at the moment. Right. And the thing that will turn that around, though, is if we play good football. and in amongst all of this horrible stuff, we've played the worst football we've ever played in the last 18 months. Mm-hmm. And I just want us to play well. To be honest with Harry Kane, stay brilliant. If he goes, whatever, best of luck to him. Um, I just want to enjoy watching Tottenham again because it's been quite a long time since I feel like I've done that. And that's actually really, really depressing. Can you really wish somebody well, though, like Harry Kane, if, you know, if he does leave? Can you really wish him well, considering that it would literally sabotage your team? No, I mean, I hate, I hate Man City and I hate what they stand for. I really genuinely do. Um, and I don't want to see him wearing that shirt. But then again, we haven't held up our end of the bargain. So I'd have loved it if he'd have gone to like Madrid or something. That would be my dream to go and yeah. watch him fly his trade abroad. Not PSG, obviously. But to go and watch him do that. But teams in Spain, like we said earlier, can't afford players, really big players from the Premier League. Yeah. So If they even have teams over the next <laughs> few years. Yeah. I wish I wish he wasn't going to City, but in a way, yeah. I mean, it's just as bad as United. It's not as bad as going to Arsenal or Chelsea. So, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't want him to go anywhere, but I don't know. I just want to see a young Spurs team that has some fun. To bit be of passion, bit of passion there and want to be there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Mike, who's the first manager who's going to be sacked? Steve Bruce. Ooh. Anna? Steve Bruce. I, I, I've written Steve Bruce down. Have you? Yeah, I think there's a real struggle. Like the Newcastle fans, just they just don't take to him. He just wants the fans to love him. And I just don't feel it's uh, it's there anymore. I think he's lost a bit of, uh, bit of love from the Newcastle fans. Well, I'm going to say Patrick Vieira after learning about 18 minutes ago that he's the Crystal Palace manager. Um, <laughs> but often the managers don't get a right of reply and they don't have a chance to defend themselves. But mm-hmm. luckily... We do have a very special guest with us here today, a Premier League manager, I understand, Hannah, who's joining us. Yeah, it's um, Steve, actually. Um, Hello, I got, Steve. 
Hello, Steve. Uh, Got him on the phone um, a little bit earlier just before we started recording um, and just had um, a little chat. So do you want me to to just play it? Well, you know, I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but I've made me mind up. And if the Newcastle fans don't start the Lakers, I'll make sure they get relegated again. Thank you very much to Steve Bruce. And I think on that note, that's a good place to leave it. Um, Next Friday, the Premier League will be one week old and we will be into the swing of things. We are going to be with you every single Friday. If you want to get in touch, it's Rose Ed Soccer on Twitter or Rose Ed Pod on Instagram. Thank you very much, Hannah. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mike. Grazie. And we will see you next time. (laughs) Bye. Bye.